Here's Middleton. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh! Run. Two on one. Green the finish. Wow, the alley Turned the corner. Inside! He made Yusuf Nurkic a screensaver. Here comes Murray. Alley up to Gordon. Oh, what a play! All right, everybody, joined by Paul Garcia here of Project Spurs and host of the Spurs cast. He's our San Antonio Spurs correspondent for the Alley-Oop. Paul, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, been a tough season for the Spurs, man. This, is, uh, this has been a frustrating one for sure. Yeah, man. Um, you know, just five wins in 33 games. Uh, right now, again, it's almost like they break one losing streak and then here comes another one. So it's like right now they're on a lo- three-game losing streak. Um, you know, it's even it's even uh, more tough for this team right now just because of Victor Wembanyama's situation where he's on a mid restriction. You know, they're basically missing their best player for chunks of a game now. Uh, he's not allowed to play in back-to-back some consecutively. And then uh, even like their two wins against the Lakers and the uh, the Blazers, a lot of those teams where, you know, they really need a Wembanyama out there and some of those teams sat a lot of their key players. So it's almost like, you know, what, what would they do against it? They haven't got a win against a team that's at full health yet. Yeah, it's been tough. And I know that the team, they have ex- they've escaped some of the criticism that I think Detroit has seen. And there's a lot of ire that's been thrown Detroit's direction based on, hey, when you when you lose that many games in a row, obviously it's going to come around. But uh, still, the numbers aren't really kind to San Antonio. They're 29th in net rating, 28th in offense, 25th in defense. Like It's been a really, really tough season. And I, I know that that was kind of our, it was our expectation that things wouldn't be awesome immediately. But I think between you and me, we thought that the team would at least be a little bit more functional around what Wemby's been doing. And so uh, tell me about that then. I, I didn't know that he was on a minutes restriction. I didn't know that that was a thing. Uh, I know that he plays lower minutes in, in some cases, but I didn't know that it was actually a restriction of sorts. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, he, he he had had some sort of angle injury, ankle injury a few uh, a few games ago in, in like mid December, and then against Dallas on December twenty third, it's a Saturday night. The Spurs are on the road. He's about to take the floor. I mean, the team's about to play in the actual game. He's like in the layup line, um, you know, before the game, and and he um he like makes a layup or a dunk, and then as he's like kind of um, falling back uh, on the baseline, there's a ball boy under there from the Mavs, and um and Wemby steps on his foot and he rolls his ankle, and so you know there's video that that went around. Uh, the, he said he felt fine after the game. I mean, after that happened, he he didn't think he was like really injured, injured. But the, the Spurs and the medical team, you know, wanted to be very cautious, and so they held him out of that game against the Mavs. And then now, ever since that point, he's not allowed to play in, in two consecutive back to back games. He also um, has a twenty four um, minute um, restriction where he can only play twenty four minutes in a game at this point. And so you can tell he's getting frustrated by by what happened in the most recent game on Tuesday night. The Spurs are um, on the road at Memphis. Even though they're down by 15 with three minutes left when he gets um, taken out of the game, he actually checks himself back in without even telling the coaches. And, and you know, he just walks back and calls the player to get in. And he, he ends up going back into the game. He ends up playing a defensive possession and then he scores on an offensive possession. And the Spurs are only down by like 10 or eight. And um, but then, the you know, the coaches saw what he did. And so then they, they, they yank him again for the final two minutes and he goes back and sits down. You know, he didn't put up an argument or anything. But after the game, you know, he was asked about, you know, why did you do this? Or, you know, were you supposed to go out there? And he basically said no, that he kind of did that on his own. He just said he, it was more in the heat of the moment. Like he was frustrated that, that, you know, the game was within reach and he had to just sit there. And so he, he basically feels like he's, um, he's, he's ready to go, that he's healthy, but he knows that, uh, he kind of understands the medical team's, um, approach that, you know, it's best for him to play it safe, be cautionary, make sure you're hundred percent well with that ankle before going back out there. And so for him, it was more so a, sign, a, a moment of frustration where he, uh, where he had, where he had, he had, uh, got frustrated that he had to be out of the, at a key moment of the game. 
Yeah, I can imagine the frustration, especially when the team is losing the way that it is. He wants to do everything that he can when he feels good, when he feels healthy to be able to get stuff done. Uh, that's tough. That is a that is a frustrating situation, I have to imagine. And uh, I know that it's it's like especially for him where he's been shouldering this burden of expectation for as much as he has. That has got to be like that's got to be a frustrating one. I, I know that there's also been a narrative kind of going around nationally. Not I don't know how like much it is, but that sometimes teammates are missing him on passes. Sometimes teams are missing him on the duck ins and forcing up shots when there really should like there, there's an easy play to call. It's throwing it to the seven foot five guy. Probably not a bad idea. And I, I just wanted to know if there was any truth to that, if you, in your estimation. There is some truth to that, but again, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're, that they're doing it on purpose to teammates. It's more so that like they were just thrown into a really frustrating situation. You know, Jeremy Sohan for the first 20 games of the year, he gets thrown into the point guard role, which is not his natural position. He's never played it before in his life as, as his full-time position. And so he really struggled with that position. It's hard, you know, when your point guard's out there having difficulties, it's hard for the rest of the team to kind of uh, find players. And so they've kind of slowly started experimenting with different lineup changes. Sohan um, went back to being just his normal position as the four. They got Malachi Branham there as, as the point guard now. And so even for him, he's more so a shooting guard. He's like a combo guard. He's never been like a natural point guard. So again, they're still kind of experimenting. They won't put the actual point guard, Trey Jones, out there. Even though, and, and, and you know, Jones does um, find a, a Wemby a lot more on like alley-oop finishes and things like that. He probably finds him the best out there, but they still don't want to go with that approach. Now, I'm not going to say that Jones is going to save the situation. You know, they're still losing games even with Trey Jones and Wemby out there together at times. Uh, but then also, just the most recent move they had was that they moved now Keldon Johnson, who's one of the high usage players, to the bench role. He's a six-man role now. And now um, Pop basically said the reason for this is to get Devin and Wemby more touches together, kind of let them create. And so I think since we've seen that move of Keldon going to the bench, you have seen a little a, be, a better job of the Spurs um, players out there with him uh, finding him more often um, whether it's near the paint or out on the three-point line so he has been getting more touches and even his usage you can see has, has um, dramatically gone up since Keldon went to the bench and so I think it is a work in progress again I don't think they're deliberately missing him but I think a lot of these players are not used to just throwing to a seven foot five guy out there and then um, you know just starting off uh, out of the gate with the, with the with the player who's not naturally a point guard and Sohan was probably not the best of ideas yeah it does. I mean it it's obviously a very freak thing. And then San Antonio is clearly trying a lot of stuff. They are doing what they mm-hmm. can to see what they need to do for Wemby in the future. And all of this is geared towards building data points. And I understand that prospect of it. But especially with the current cast of guys, it's got to be frustrating. Like I, I, I can understand if I was a player, if I was a fan of the team, if I was somebody that wanted to see as functional of basketball as possible – why wouldn't Trey Jones be out there? Why wouldn't they be going with a functional look? Why is so, why are you trying to force feed some things that aren't clear? They're clearly not going to work, and that can can wear on a it can wear on a fan base. It can wear on a player. It can be like they they have to have a lot of flexibility and they have to have a lot of leeway from Wemby's camp to be continuing to try this. I think. Yeah, and, and just I think um, you know another reason why the fans were frustrated just kind of the message that came out of training camp. You know, Coach Pop went out there and said, you know, wins are more important this year than learning and development was the last few years, and so that was one mm. thing that kind of set this this kind of height. Not a huge bar, you know. Again, not play in, not not playoff, but you know, more more than being the a bottom three team again like they were last year. And basically, sure. all the stats are showing this team is probably going to be worse than last year. Like honestly, they've already had more um, forty point deficits than they did of all of last year. They're they've already they, like last year. I just did the thirty five point deficits. They were down by 35 only 10 times last year they've already done it seven times this year when boston blew them out the other night so again 
Um, I think that just on in terms of the the, the the team on the floor right now, they're actually worse statistically than last year, and I think that's that's where fans are really frustrated, especially you know um, even, even Wemby, a player you know who he, obviously you know. Uh, he we, we didn't expect him to, to to you know the Spurs to be a playoff team, but even him, he had said you know he wanted to win games this year. No, it's, it's not like he just wants to be out there trying to to tank and get like a you know a bottom three pick or bottom 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 um, top ten pick, should I say? Yeah, I'm sure that the the success that Chet is having in OKC is probably not helping matters for him. Where you see another guy that you're being compared to, and he's in this awesome situation where they've got all these young guys going the the same direction, and San Antonio's just not in that status right now they're not in that space to be able to do that so you paul garcia how would you write the ship if if you were given the keys to the car what it, what are people locally saying what are people hoping that happens over the course of these next six to eight weeks or so in terms of just making this a more functional situation so I, I think in terms of um well just one thing that's gonna happen, I think that could be a positive for this team is that they finally get the the, the easiest part of their schedule coming up here in this month of January. They're gonna okay. see um the Charlotte, they're gonna see them twice, they're gonna see the Pistons once, they're gonna see the Wizards twice, they're gonna see uh Portland well, th- basically from, from last week to, to to the end of the month, they're gonna see they're gonna see Portland three times basically. And so they're gonna get hopefully some wins against these bad teams. And I think that'll make them feel a little bit better. Maybe they have at by the end of this month they have they have ten wins, which that could you know, it's still not great, obviously. Sure. But I think that that's one thing is that just naturally the calendar should allow them to get more wins under their belt uh, in this coming month. The second part is I think fans uh, just want to see more impactful trades. Again, I think that they end up dealing some of these veteran players like like a Jetty Osmond, like a Doug McDermott to contenders, but more so for like draft capital, you know, second round picks, those kind of things. And I think that the fans will want to see, you know, uh, get, even though even though you're not aiming for the play-in or, or the playoffs this year, get somebody in, in trades that can, can be an impact player for, this, for, for not only the rest of the season, but also next season. I think that's what they want to see they don't want to see just moves to get draft assets and things like that or, or young players they want to just see someone that's going to help at least next season situation because a lot of these players barring trades they should be back a lot of their core players like Keldon Johnson like Devin Vassell like Sohan all those guys should be back and so we're seeing that even in 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 um in this next year of these uh, with, with these players that this team doesn't project to be very good again so we've talked previously about how especially a lot of this year is finding the right players, the right cast to build around Wemby, to build around the future of this group and, and what it's going to look like for the foreseeable future. I, I With the guys that you're talking about, bringing in players that could be impact players, not just now, but in the f- near future. Like I think of second draft guys. I think of guys in the, the 2020 NBA draft, the 2021 NBA draft that haven't really had a ton of success in their current situations that you go to the Spurs they give you a different situation. They might be names to watch. I'm not sure even who I'd be talking about with that, but wouldn't surprise me if they target some of those guys at the deadline. Uh, also, like I, I'm curious, what are the positions that San Antonio would be trying to identify? Is this a new point guard over Trey Jones? Is this just a a good big man to pair with Wemby? Like, what is what is the vision here? Yeah, I think I think for sure um point guard's got to probably be that one key position right now just because um that's you know that's been the hole for them obviously we've seen it that that they they consider Trey Jones I guess like a backup they they um they tried Sohan did, didn't work out they've they're trying Malachi Branham that's basically not not going to work out you know long term and so you know and, and then you know do they evaluate the draft there's like Isaiah Collier the, out out there from from USC if they end up getting the number 1 pick you know they could have that they could have control there um or sure. or, or you know like you said you know going going and, and looking at a, at a at a point guard who um, 
who maybe hasn't hasn't ha- had his way in the league yet, like a figure figured out like, like a former second round kind of pick. Um, so I think point guards at the main position. I also think another wing out there, um, um, more like, like a three and D kind of wing, but more established. So right now they have Julian Champagne doing that, where he's a, he's a lights out shooter, but again his volume is pretty low. Um, and then defensively, you know, he's he's not like that, you know, that 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 um league average kind of kind of level defensive player. And so I think that that's also been a hole for them is like because Kelton Johnson they kind of moving to the bench. They haven't really found a, a spot for him. I don't know if Kelton's going to be in their in their long term plans. Uh, and so I'd say like in terms of like who are the locks for for this rebuild, I think it's Wemby for sure and and Vassell. But other than that, like I would still like I feel like everybody else is kind of in play to like you know we don't know whether or not they're going to be with the Spurs just because they don't really know where their position is a player like Malachi Brandon a player like Jeremy Sohan uh, Zach Collins you kind of see what he is already at this point and he's only going to get older as the years go on so again I think point guard is a key play position but then again I just think other positions are still kind of the, the, the doors wide open just because I think unless it's Vassell or Wemby um, everyone else can you know their, their long-term future with the Spurs uh, kind of looks kind of questionable right now all right so we're thinking Probably some trade deadline deals for a guy like Doug McDermott, for a guy like Chetty yeah. Osman. Uh, mm-hmm. That that makes sense. That to me is it's just the logical step in this situation. Try to get back some assets and and maximize a little bit. Um, are there other questions that you have for this group that you're hoping that they answer over the course of the rest of this season? What are what are some things that you are targeting trying to figure out is this is it identifying certain players that can play with Wemby going forward is it clarifying some of these positions what is the goal in your mind for the rest of the year I'm just more interested in see if you know how long do they continue to try to I guess like try try to win even though it's been difficult for them like before they get to that point where like they're sitting guys and you know having the guys from austin come up and get a lot more minutes and and then um that's kind of where i'm at you know right now they based on the rotations they're playing they're still trying to play their best players out there every night they're not you know they're not going like last year we we knew exactly when it was time to start tanking like you could just tell by some of the lineups they were putting on the players they were holding out so right now they really are still trying to put their their best group forward and i do want to see you know what is the defensive potential of this team? We saw for about a two-week stretch in, in like early December, they, they were actually doing really good when they made a starting lineup change by putting Wemby at the five. Um, for about two weeks, they were like a top 10 defense um, statistically. And then that's kind of fallen off now. They're, they're getting outscored, you know, like crazy uh, in different areas of, of the floor. Um, and so that, that's one thing is, you know, what how good can this team be defensively? And then, um, you know, at one point, do they finally just say, you know, this season's kind of a wash and they start sitting some 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 key players? Should probably also mention the Charles Bassey injury. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a tough one. He was a backup center for San Antonio. They just applied for the DPE, the the traded uh, the injured player exception. So we'll see whether they actually use that. But I'm, I'm I'm sure that the the roster right now is still in flux, and we're still trying to figure out what is actually going to come about that. But I'm I'm curious to see what this team does around the trade deadline. Man, it should be interesting. Uh, any final takeaways here on this on this check in? No, just like, you know, it's going to get, like I said, it's going to probably be a better month this coming month. It won't look as bad for the Spurs um, record in terms of wins, losses. Uh, they should have a better month this month, just playing the easiest part of their schedule. And then like, like, like kind of like it's like we both said about the trade deadline, you know, do they make just those moves to acquire assets with, with some of those veteran players? Or do they actually go in and try to find someone who can be a key contributor? Again, I doubt they'll do that, but that would be the more interesting question to watch. Who knows? We will see. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Tyus Jones. Maybe you re- reunite the Jones yeah. guys and uh, and see that that would that would make some sense uh, to try to help out Wemby. So we will see. Uh, everybody has to remember that Wemby is awesome. Like I just looked up his numbers. He's averaging 19 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, three blocks, and a steal. Like the dude is still crazy, and it is always going to be a joy to watch him. 
I hope that we get to watch him in better circumstances going forward. But he is Paul Garcia of Project Spurs and of the Spurs cast. Thank you so much, Paul, for stopping by. Really appreciate you taking the time. Let's chat after the deadline, all right? Awesome, man. Sounds good.